Hi, welcome to another episode of The Lord's Delight. Today, I want to talk about promises of God. Isn't that a fun subject? We get to talk about all these promises that God gives us and these are wonderful. But recently I was reminded by somebody that that is the end, right? We know what he has promised us, but we don't know the journey or the path that God will use to take us there. That is the mystery and where we lean on him, we we pray for discernment and sometimes we just walk in faith. You might be thinking, so if you have the promise, what do you mean by we don't know the path? Let's look at Joshua 1. Remember that God has been telling the Israelites throughout their time in Egypt, through Moses and through all that, hey, I am going to take you to a land of flowing with milk and honey. It is your portion. It's like it's your promised land. And and obviously, like, you know, there was a lot of disobeying and there's a whole generation that passes away in the wilderness. Then what happens is Moses is also not able to enter at that time. And Joshua becomes the leader. But if you see in Joshua from chapter 1 through 21, they get there. They get there, but guess what? They actually have to fight for the land. They are not just going to be able to just go in and like, you know, occupy other people's stuff. No, they have to fight. This promised land was not going to come to them like, oh, we endured so much. We are done now. Even Caleb, who was promised his own territory, he asks and reminds Joshua of that and goes and fights and then possesses the land. So sometimes we might know the promise, we might know our promised land, we might be going there, but we might have to fight to possess. Isn't that a weird thing? We think that, you know, just because God promised something, the journey is going to be smooth. Let me tell you something. It is not. And I'll give you another example. In 2 Kings 2, right? Previously, prior to that, if you read a few chapters, Elisha has been after Elijah's spirit. Like he's like, I want double portion of what this guy has. So what was told to him is, if Elijah, when he's being taken, if you see him, you will get it. Doesn't that seem like it's a promise given to him, right? So it seems like, how will somebody be taken? Can you imagine a real life? Oh, when that person is being taken, if you see. But you know what happened with Elijah? He was taken and not just being taken. Right? He was going from place to place telling Elisha, oh, it's okay, you go, I'm going there. Elisha did not let go. That man was persevering after Elijah like anything. And even at the end, when Elijah was being taken by the chariot of fire, he had eyes on that promise and he received the mantle of Elijah. Okay, that is a second category, like, you know, different kind of persevering after the promise. The first one was fighting. Second one is persevering. The third one, I don't even know how to categorize it, right? If you look in Genesis 37, that is where Joseph is getting a dream that his brothers and his father, everybody is bowing down. And he's a little boy. He's a teen. His brothers did not like to hear that. What he saw in his dream, the vision, 
that was given to him was his family respecting him and bowing down that is not what happened immediately what happened was he was thrown in harm's way his brothers hated him they were jealous of him they did not like their special relationship he had with their father that did not say respect the journey that joseph had to endure the 17 years like prison false accusing like you know being accused of sexual harassment everything and in the end this happens when his brothers fall at his feet it actually happened and they did so with respect and fear and awe when they thought he was the highest official in the land of egypt but you know what for that vision to come true joseph had to wait for a really long time so i would say the third unexpected thing sometimes is the timeline the timeline we have in mind for the promise might not be the one that god has and contrary to the promise of being like you know respected by your brothers family and being like you know bow down he experienced the exact opposite immediately but he believed so i want to talk to you about these three things we might come to so one more later are you able to fight for your promise second are you able to persevere for the promise that god has given you and the third are you willing to wait but in the way that joseph waited sometimes it might look passive the waiting but it's not that is one of the hardest thing to do like waiting with such a good faith that's unwavering and let me go to few more examples right now the next part is when your promise happens in a very unexpected way that i would say is how something that happened for abraham he was promised his descendants would be numerous as the stars as like the sand in like you know of the earth but he had one son so how did that come about because then came jacob and esa and like it just flourished and they became israelites and that promise came true but then it did not happen in a way that a person would have thought oh abraham will have multiple children no it did not happen like that so when god promises something we do not know exactly how that will happen but we know the end so we need to believe and persevere not just that when abraham went to sacrifice isaac he said we will come back to the servants what faith did he had that isaac is going to be not harmed the faith in god and the promise that god gave the covenant that he made with abraham he took isaac put him on the altar even like raised his hand to kill him and then god stopped him sold him the ram but if you go back and read the bible right before he left for moriah he tells his servants we will be back not i will be back that is the kind of faith because he didn't know how god was going to bring that about but he had the faith in god and the final biggest example of unexpected ways god fulfills his promises david he was promised to be the king but most of his life he was running he had to endure so many trials 
the way he came about to be a king was very different from what happened with Saul and what you would think would happen you would think it was right for david to go force power out of saul because of the promise but that is not the way that god had for david that's why i feel like god says he's a man after god's own heart because he understood the path that god wanted him to take to be king and it's just mind blowing he was willing to act like a madman he was willing to run he was willing to not put his hand on saul even though the people around him were telling hey god has delivered him to you why don't you kill him even though the holy spirit was taken away from saul the spirit of god was taken away from saul and said that god rejected saul david said no once the god's anointed i will not put my hands on him and was willing to run hide fight for his life like you know even act like a madman like humble himself and he knew the heart of god once somebody's promised to be a king that is not the path we think they might be able to take or that is what they would take but that is what god had so you might think you like you know oh this promise it might have a certain way i just want you to tell like you know to god that you are open to it open to any way that god can bring about i mean it is a little scary to give him like an open so go ahead god do whatever you want but be open that is the final thing for a promise that i want to say just the way that he pro- fulfills your promise might be unexpected be open to it just surrender him your will it's not easy but that's what we need to do i'll talk to you guys next week